0: Life cycle is a series of stages through which an individual, culture or manufactured product passes through within its lifetime. Welcome to the Life Cycle radio show with your host Pastor Ken Jones. Ken is here to help you through trauma, self-care, being overwhelmed and coping with your life cycle issues. So now, please welcome the host of Life Cycle, Pastor Kenneth Jones.
2: Coming to you live from the BBM Network and TuneIn Radio, this is Life Cycle, and I'm your host, Pastor Ken Jones, and I look forward to connecting with you and sharing with you as we talk about the things that will impact your total well-being, spirit, soul, and body. Well, today we're going to talk about a very important topic, and it deals with recovery. Uh, There are different types of recovery. There are spiritual recovery, emotional and mental recovery, and even physical recovery. And one thing that kind of links all these different uh, types of recovery that's required sometimes is the issue of dealing with addictions and dealing with life challenges and dealing uh, also with emotional strongholds. But to be honest with you, uh, uh, the addiction is one of the most serious problems that we're dealing with today. Things like alcoholism, alcoholism which is the most widespread addiction in our was society. Uh, according to Taking Control uh, article, it says that 70% of our society drinks the largest percent ever and consumes an average of 30 gallons of alcohol a year. 10% are heavy drinkers and 7% are problem drinkers or alcohol. So not only is alcohol the problem, we're seeing an increase in drug addiction. Uh, especially in the, here in, in the Virginia area, we're seeing an increase because of children and teenagers are getting sports and hurting themselves. They become uh, addicted to uh, you know, medicine, the type of medicine that's pain control medicine. And so we're seeing that. And that causes also an increase in suicide. It's different death. And so how do we, being a country that's so addicted, to so many things, uh, and now we, when we talk about addiction, we'll get a little more in, in defining that uh, addiction later on. But we always talk we also about addiction to things like uh, what we call process addiction, like pornography and gambling, and uh, and so as people make life choices, and sometimes those life choices you know, go awry because of addiction. How do they find their way back to recovery? Well, I have a guest here today. His name is Bishop George Dickpan. Uh, George Dickpin grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and uh, he's also a United States Marine Corps. He served in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, I don't hold that against him, being someone that served in the Army. But uh, later on, after he was served in the Marine Corps, he went back to Detroit, and he worked as a uh, a chief of staff for Wayne County Commission, later for commissioner. Later on, he became chief of staff for the city councilman. And eventually became the community liaison for the mayor of the city of Detroit. The reason why I bring that, you know, bring this up because it is part of his, um, you know, his introduction. Because he's there, he he understand, you know, what's going on not only uh, in our inner cities and you know even our community, but uh, he's also a bishop, and he serves as the pastor of the unchurch. He likes to say that he also uh, helps people that are reentering the community from jails and prison. Uh, he also, you know, ministers to the addicted and the homeless. And, and Bishop George is currently the CEO and founder of uh, Moffat, which is a Ministerial Alliance for the Prevention of Self-Abuse. And has a chapter here in Woodbridge, Virginia. Uh, he uh, serves, he, you know, working with the community, serving the homeless and the, and the hungry. And he also serves disabled American vets. And he's also an active member of the Prince William County Prison Reentry Council and the Prince William County Jail Divert Council. Uh, he's architect of the program, ADAP, and he served individuals who are returning to a uh, neighborhood after a prison term, and he's also co-pastor of uh, Practical Living Ministry here in Woodby, Virginia, and also served as Bishop of Outreach for World Harvest United Churches. That's a lot of things to say, to say about this individual, but it shows that he is definitely a person that has a pulse on what is happening in our community, especially as we look at things like addiction and Uh, negative behavior, and life challenges. So, uh, Bishop Thigpen, I I welcome you to the show. Amen.
3: Welcome. Welcome, Bishop.
2: Well, uh, you know, how do you see this problem of addiction that we're experiencing uh, in our nation today?
3: Well, first of all, I would have to say been there, done that. Uh, Being a person who uh, was formerly addicted, I can tell you that uh, God is real because he helped me through that whole process. But here we go, here's a couple of things we have to put in perspective. Most times when people are substance abusers or addicted, it's a uh, two-prong effect. The first part is some sort of mental illness. For me, it was PTSD. Uh, There has to be a root for the use. It just doesn't uh, uh, start. I know a lot of times we want to say it's uh, generational, and it can be. Uh, But for the most part, it's something in your mind triggers you uh, to have to use that drink or use that drug or uh, uh, do that thing that is, uh, you know, abhorring to yourself, but yet you continue to do it.
2: Yeah, it said addiction, and it's uh describes a person dependent upon a substance or a habit, either physically or psychologically. So uh, I, that's that. Would, it's kind of that? What you're talking about?
3: Absolutely. Uh, for myself, I I come up with this PTSD, and, and I did it, I hadn't been diagnosed, but not properly for it, and uh, mm-hmm. I just started feeling all kind of crazy. Uh, that, that's just a loose term, but uh, the truth of the matter is I I, I no longer uh, valued myself or valued my life or understood my purpose. or uh, It just took me completely off center. And mm-hmm. the only time that I would feel good is when I'd take a drink uh, and eventually do a drug. And wow. somehow, you know, the demons would subside and and I would feel halfway okay, but you know, as soon as that effect wore down, I, I, I had to get another drink or get another drug. Uh I was really experiencing experiencing mental illness and didn't know it.
2: Wow. You know I, I finally we, Go ahead, I'm sorry.
3: I I finally took myself to the VA and I told him, Look, you know, I'm broken. You guys need to fix me, and, yeah, and they would you know they they didn't respond too well, uh, uh, Ken Jones, they didn't. It was like these are the programs we have, and they were all outpatient and, and, and you know, it required me to do a lot of work on my own and and, and quite frankly, I needed help. I couldn't do it by myself,
2: well, you know, uh, you know a uh, Bishop Dick Penn. As uh, we talk about this, I want you to talk a little bit more about your testimony, what, what you come from in the second segment. We look at it, and like you said, addiction has two basic meanings. It's the um, it become psychologically or uh, physiologically dependent upon a habit, form, and substance. Uh, you know, the Bible says that, too, in First 1 Titus 1-7, it's about those who are addicted or given to too much wine. It talks about drunkards and mm-hmm. heavy drinkers. Um, the Bible also, you know, a second aspect of addiction is to occupy oneself or involve oneself in something habitually and compulsively, and, you know, so this this is definitely something I really want you to talk a little bit more about in the next segment, um, and tell and give us your testimony. Uh, I want people to know you that like the line. Good. I want people to know the line is open. If you'd like to call in with a question or to make a comment, we'd love to talk to you. Our phone number here's 1451 that's 1 866 451 1451. I'm Pastor Ken Jones, broadcasting to your life in the BBM Global Network and TuneIn In Radio. Stay tuned for more
0: tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. Alice Aspen March is here to help. Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio
2: app. I'm Pastor Ken Jones, and this is Life Cycle. Coming to you live on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And today we're talking about one aspect of spiritual recovery and dealing a lot with addictions, negative behaviors, and stronghold. Our phone number here is 1-866-451-1451 if you'd like to call in and participate. I'm here with Bishop George Thigpen, and you know he is very familiar with the whole aspect of addiction. Like I said, addiction has two meanings. Uh, You can become physiologically or psychologically dependent upon a drug. Uh, You occupy yourself with something habitually or compulsively. Uh, You know, even your job can be an addiction. But, uh, Bishop Thinkman, I know, uh, why don't you share a little bit about your background and your testimony and what what God did for you?
3: I would love to. You know, I alluded earlier that uh, God is real. And I should go to the second part of that, and and say that the devil is a liar. Uh, For me again, I I come up with this post-traumatic stress, and I went to the VA, and I said, hey, look, I'm broken, you guys need to fix me, and uh, I guess because I hadn't uh, committed any crimes yet, or or, or done something too rash, uh, I wasn't on their radar. They had some other veterans who were, you know, doing uh, uh, things much, much more than me. Uh, I was doing drugs and getting drunk, and they were out robbing and killing. And, and Detroit's an awful place to be on drugs, I got to tell you. But anyway, uh, finally, I went there, and I, I was going to lay down the gauntlet this day. This day, I went to the VA in downtown Detroit, and I told the people, I said, listen, if you guys don't get me some help, I'm going to kill everybody in here. And although I didn't mean it, I did feel very desperate. But when I said that, there was a lady that was sitting behind the counter, and I guess uh, she went and hit her emergency button. And, uh, you know, the the security uh, was on their way down there. And there was another lady there, and she looked at me and she said, Son, you don't want to kill us you want to kill yourself. And when she said that and looked at me, something in me just connected with her and I started screaming out, I'm going to kill myself. When I said that the whole world changed. Hmm. They talked me down and got me help and sent me out to Anderson, Indiana. And I went through post-traumatic stress one, two, three, and four substance abuse one and two that the va had to offer and lo and behold 14 months later they were sending me back to detroit and can I, i'm going to tell you i was very scared to go back because i had lost my street edge mm-hmm. and i didn't want to get connected back on drugs and have to deal with those people in the street But on the very last day that I could stay there uh, in Battle Creek at the VA, they were gonna send me back to Detroit and uh, uh, the the worker I had came and said, hey, will you go to Indiana? And I went to Indiana and I ended up at a halfway house. It was called the House of Hope. Mm. And they had veterans in there who had just got out of prison. And one of the things I was thinking was, look, I didn't do anything like this. I, God saved me from this, and I uh, went through all the programming I can go to, and I feel pretty good, and now they're sending me here with all these uh, criminals. But guess what? I was a criminal. I just hadn't been caught. I went to an AA meeting, and Everyone has to say their name and then that, that 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 they're an alcoholic. And I remember this short fella stood up and said, my name is, and I'm taking back everything the devil tried to take from me. And I just said to myself, wait a minute, you're, you're supposed to say you're an alcoholic. So after the show, after the, uh, the class, I, I went to him and said, hey, listen, man, you're breaking the rules around here. I need you to stand up and say that you're an alcoholic. He said, son, I'm a child of God. I'm above only and not beneath in the head and not the tail. And I'm taking back everything the devil tried to steal from me. Well, because I'm six foot five inches tall, I didn't want to argue with the guy too much because he was getting too excited for me. He was about five six. <laughs> somebody walked, somebody walked up to him and said, pastor. So I doubled back to him and I said, you're a pastor. And he said, absolutely.
2: He was a pastor. I said, I he was, getting, was he getting treatment or was he, uh, was he getting treatment? Well,
1: no,
3: what he was doing was connecting with veterans because he was a Vietnam veteran who had gone through post-traumatic stress, who had gone through mental illness, who had gone through uh, uh, heroin abuse. I had no idea that you could be a pastor and have that type of past. I had been misinformed. So I ended up going to his church And when I went to his church, I felt more love than I ever felt in my whole entire life. And it was called Deliverance Temple because there, folk were getting delivered. Folk, folk, meaning myself. All of a sudden, I felt different. I had gotten saved and I had gone to the church and they had a wonderful program And uh, it was called Free Indeed, and it was a biblical uh, 12-step. And, see, remember, when I was doing all that training at the VA, I had done all that 12-step work, but I had never incorporated God in this thing. But when I did, it became life-changing because what that 12-step did was it took the 12-step principles and paralleled it with biblical scriptures and I could actually see how uh, uh, it pertained to me and how uh, my spirit could connect to uh, uh, the written word of uh, God
2: but well, doesn't the AA program have a uh, aspect of spirituality in the program
3: well see that's, that's it does but let me explain it says your higher power but they don't promote Jesus, or uh-huh. they don't promote the, 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 the Christian connection.
2: Okay. Uh, you know, Bishop Joe, let me, uh, we're going to have to get ready to transition to uh, another segment. I want you to continue just on in the next segment. Uh, okay. This is very this is very powerful. Like I said, if the line is open, you'd like to call in with a question make a comment. Our number heres eight six six. Four five I'm Pastor Ken Jones here with Bishop Thickpin, broadcasting to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Stay tuned for more
0: Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. We discover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and Tuesdays. BBM Global Network.
2: I'm Pastor Ken Jones, and this is Life Cycle coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And today we'll be t- we'll be talking about uh, spiritual recovery, especially from the aspect of addictions. And I'm here with Bishop Dick Penn, uh, and he's sharing his testimony, and he's going to continue to do that this segment. But if you also want to call in, and you may have a story to tell or a question to ask, please call us at one eight six six four five one. One four five one. And maybe you also may need prayer. Say, I'm struggling with an addiction. Can you pray for me? We will we'll, we'll definitely be, take the time to do that. Uh, you know, Bishop Thigpen, you mentioned we talked about the whole aspect of you know AA, Alcohol Anonymous, does have a spiritual comp you know aspect of recognizing a higher power. But you're saying that you're experiencing something else. And I want you also to explain this aspect too of of um, you know, the disease model, you know, versus a spiritual model that you see—that kind of like what you seem to be talking about.
3: Okay. Yeah, I, I found out that everybody that was uh, going through the AA and the NA, uh, the concept was that you would find a higher power. Uh, and it is uh, uh, uh uh, speaking to the fact that it, you have a disease, and you'll never recover from this, uh, uh, fully recover from this disease, but you'll know how to live one day at a time. So did, you're did
1: really that, shooting it. Did that's that
3: a, the moniker.
2: Does that, re- that give you a sense of hopelessness, though? I guess that's my question.
3: Well, what it is, you're not hopeless because there's a bunch of other guys standing around you and gals standing around you who have the same exact mindset that if we could be good just for today. Well, when I went to the biblical 12 step and they told me that Jesus uh, had died for all my sins and that I I could be recovered, and then they began to work the 12 step in the principles and giving me the Bible scriptures, paralleling the, uh, the, the principles, uh, it was life-changing. Because now I knew my higher power, and it was Jesus. And just like anyone who gets saved, all of a sudden you don't want to do anything that's going to hurt that precious Jesus. So what you do is you start taking accountability for yourself. And then you have this father-son relationship and you have it really down cuz all of a sudden the holy spirit is real to you because it's it's more than just uh uh words it, it, it's now uh your comforter
2: but how do you deal Listen, with the how how do you deal with the physiological aspect of addiction? I mean, it's good to know that you have Jesus and you're feeling good. And I always I've been I always teach that you know total being of man and what affects you spiritually can affect you emotionally, mentally. And what affects you mentally can also affect you physically. So are you saying that the spiritual attitude also impacted you physically and emotionally? Because I mean, you know, because addiction is a dependence. So how
3: did yeah but, you know? But watch this. There's two schools of thought here. One is you need to get yourself somewhere and dry out. Uh, 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 It's a part of your recovery. Anybody who thinks that they can instantaneously be delivered and never touch another drink, that happens, but few are far and in between. Uh, What happens is you, you have to be brave enough to surrender yourself. To a program, any Christian at the sound of my voice, I want you to know today there's no shame in getting help for me, I was very fortunate I got help from the uh, uh, mental illness part I got hit, which was the PTSD, which was the root, and then I got help so can uh, 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 answer your questions by the time I got to the point of Doing the AA and the NA, uh, uh, I I just didn't have that uh, uh, issue to deal with when I crossed over from being clean and sober to saved. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got saved, I I didn't want to do those things. They were no longer uh, antibodies; wasn't flying around in my body wanting to be dealt with. Uh, I didn't have a physical addiction. Uh, uh, All I had was a need and a want to do right. And AA and NA was helping me do that. But when I found Jesus, uh, it was just like, uh, it was life-changing. Because now I can apply all the stuff that I had learned in AA and NA, absent of... A real higher power, other than words.
2: So you know the the, the Bible. You know the Bible says that a broken spirit who can bear. So it sounds like you know with the PTSD and with some of the things you were dealing with, it sounds like your spirit was broken. And having that broken broken. spirit,
3: it was broken. I I I had uh, had too many atrocities. uh, done me and my marines there in cuba uh extracting haitians out of housing for 58 days uh, uh, a lot of bloodshed only to find out uh that our policy had failed and we weren't uh bringing those haitians to america uh and then the reason they told us they they weren't coming uh was they all had aids 70 percent of them had aids and i'm thinking 70 percent of them had aids and i've been out here uh uh you know, I in the blood and the the, the, the you know, the transferring of fluids. I, you know, I was, I was a nervous wreck. I, I, then I was heartbroken. I didn't think my country would put me in a position like this. It, it wasn't a uh, long range of lobbying uh, uh, rockets at each other. This was, uh uh man on man. Um that-
2: and the only, reason, yeah, the, only really bring, the only reason I bring reason I bring this up because a lot of people don't realize that you talk and you've been talking about the root of addiction, is that many times you have to find find that root. Uh, many people don't believe that such a thing called moral injury, that yes. uh, you know, you know, we're violating things that within our morals, or violating things within our spirit, and this is what draw yes. people to addiction, addiction and what draw them to negative yeah. behavior.
3: I didn't realize. Uh, uh, but it was true. I was brought up in the church and, uh, I was told as a little bitty boy that I would be a preacher, but as soon as I joined the Marines, I wanted to be rough and tough. And I wanted to hold on to everything that the Marine Corps had to offer in regards to being big, bad, and tough only to find out in the end that I'm not a minister of death. I'm a minister of love. It, uh, long journey. Wow. And
2: so, a lot of times, people think about people think about breaking addiction, and we got to talk about this in the next segment. And we think about how you recover. You also, you know, it's a definitely a, an act of the will, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about this in the next segment. Like I said, the line is open. If you'd like to call in with questions or make a comment, uh, our number here is one eight six six four five one one four five one. I'm Pastor Ken Jones, broadcast to you live on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Stay tuned for more.
0: According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale. An international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Bachelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network.
2: And we're back. This is Life Cycle, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm Pastor Ken Jones here with Bishop George Stickman. We're talking about spiritual recovery, uh, especially in the a- area of addiction and negative life behavior and, uh, and also strongholds. Uh, if you'd like to call in, our number here is one eight six six four five one one four five one. If you'd like to make a comment or ask a question or even ask for prayer, uh, you know, Mr. Thigpen, I I, I want to bring up a you know a point because a lot of times people just think about the hard drugs that people are addicted to, but I don't know if you're aware that America consumes over sixty-five percent of the world's psychotropic drugs. I mean, we are a drug nation. We are a medicated nation. And, and part of that is because of, you know, anxiety, depression, and fear. And we, we keep stoking that each and every day. Uh, so maybe this problem is at a, it's greater. You said that, you know, you're a victim of PTSD, and, and that pushed you to drugs. And also uh, an issue of moral injury, you know, doing those things uh, that maybe violated what you believe and, and, you know, violated your human consciousness. So. I mean, addiction is is, is just more than just people doing street drugs. Wouldn't you agree?
3: Absolutely. You know, I spearheaded the opening of two recovery houses uh, in a community center in Muncie, Indiana. And in opening those recovery houses, I really learned a lot about addiction. Uh, My addiction had had, had come from this uh, deep seated, uh, deep rooted PTSD, but Uh, at the halfway houses and recovery houses, what I experienced was a lot of people who had been athletes and and tore their knee out and ended up taking uh, Oxycontin, and then it became a habit for them. And then when they couldn't afford the Oxycontin, uh, uh, they had to go out on the street and get heroin. So here it is, 20, 21-year-old kids, uh, basically strung all the way out. And I'm asking them, how are you on heroin? And they're explaining to me they had an injury and they were given this heavy medication and it caused them to be addicted. And then they wanted to pull them off of them when they found out that they were enjoying them too much. But now it's too late. They require this physically. So by the time the family realizes what the issue is, they they're trying to send them to recovery houses, but they're so far gone uh, that they're breaking out of the recovery houses on any given night uh, after being sober and clean uh, and back on heroin. There was a big meth problem down there, methamphetamine, and uh, the young people they they were smoking so much of that meth that uh they would come into the uh uh recovery houses i couldn't keep them there i had to send them somewhere where they could actually uh withdraw because their withdrawal was just uh you know busting out windows and uh, you basically would have to strap them to a bed uh just for them to get through a night And, and uh it 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 it's really bad. Yes. Those who grabbed hold to just God thought and turned their will over uh, to Christ, they they had a, a a fighting chance. But less than that, uh, the, the recovery rate was uh, uh, less than ten percent for those who were coming and just trying to do it uh, cold turkey or with uh, na.
2: You know you said something earlier you you talk about re- responsibility, and one of the things I, I I read in a lot of research it says healing from drug addiction and other, other types of addiction uh is challenging, but what the first step is accepting personal responsibility uh you know for your action
3: yeah yeah you you first of all, you have to know how you got there okay, here's an example. Uh, This is how I got there. Uh, My heart had a hole in it. It was bleeding like a sieve. I tried to use alcohol and drugs to patch it up, but it wouldn't work. For me, I found Jesus and he came in, not a distilled spirit, but a Holy Spirit. He patched up that hole. Now that I'm not bleeding like a sieve, I can start to feel again. Mm. And, and, And uh, now i have to face all my wrongs right you know wow. sometimes sometimes when someone reads my accolades i'm thinking to myself maybe you really don't know george maybe you don't mm. really know how i had to get on my knees and cry out to god how i had to believe that i could be healed
2: and i think that's important you know i mean i have a client you know that yeah, he was abused by his you know his uncle and and he had, there's so many other things rooted in his addiction. And because he never really, co- he doesn't want to come to grips with that, the root of his addiction, to accept responsibility or, or to recognize, hey, you know, this is what happened to me. You know, he has not been able to recover. And, it, you know, it's really hurting uh, for me. To, you know, my heart goes out, my compassion goes out to him. You know to get him to a place of accepting responsibility, you know for was he experiencing and then you know recognizing, you know the root of, of of Where it's you know why he is in this condition the way he is now you recognize that PTSD was like your root So uh, if you look at things about recovery, you know, these things got to be important, right?
3: Well, absolutely see the best uh uh remedy for someone who is deep in addiction is to talk to someone who's already recovered.
2: hmm Is that what you do you in know, your I free and deed program? Is that, is that one of the how you know, I know you do a free and deed program here in, in Virginia. Is that mm-hmm. like one of the keys to recovery?
3: It is absolutely one of the keys to recovery. You, you're in there with people with like spirits, like mindsets, and unfortunately, like addictions. When they see you overcome, that makes them want to be an overcomer. But in order to overcome, if we indeed we make you go back and touch that thing that even started you to use it, If we can get you free from that root, like you say, some people confess they were raped uh, or abused or or, or molested. Uh, uh, Some people uh, uh, didn't get enough love at home, but they found it in the streets. But in the streets, everybody was doing drugs. So because they were brokenhearted from the home, uh, they fell in love with the people who were out in the streets who just handed them a drug every five seconds. Uh, Uh uh, There's so many. uh, So, so, so. So the 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 heartbreak part is is the part they couldn't get over. That was the root of their problem, and they fell into the wrong hands. And let's see, you feel horrible in your addiction, but you get the drug and you feel so much better. But as soon as the drug is done, you feel worse than you did before you started. It's a terrible cycle. I love your show, Life Cycle. The life cycle of an addicted person is is really hard. Evidence of this is recently uh, Michael Jackson, Prince, and all these people who seem to have had it all, but they never got past Mm. the root
2: issue. Wow.
3: They never were free. They never were free.
2: And, and then you made it. That's a good point. Um, and, and, and so de- determining the route and then realizing and recognizing your problem is, you know, it's this first step out. Yeah, this line is open. You'd like to call in with a question or make a comment. I number is one eight six six 451 I'm Pastor Ken Jones, broadcast from the BBM Global Network and tune In Radio Please stay tuned.
0: What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? EasySense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation
2: and we're back this is life cycle coming to you live from the bbm global network and tune in radio i'm pastor ken jones and i'm here with uh bishop joy Thinkpin. we're talking about uh, spiritual recovery, especially in the aspect of uh, addiction, in the area of ad- addiction. Our phone number heres six six four five one. 1-866-451 if you have to call in and participate. Uh, you know, George, we was talking about, you know, what this addiction really does and how hard it is, you know, to recover, you know, from addiction. And we talked about, you know, finding the root, Recognize what is the root cause of what is happening in you and then begin to make the take the necessary steps to overcome it uh, You know addiction is also kind of linked to codependency And so in other words you also establish a, a codependent mindset on your addiction So is it really hard to come to and you like you said earlier, you had to come to grips? Is it really hard to come to grips with your addiction in, in order to make that change?
3: Well, it took some soul searching. You know, I I remember my uh, uh, father asked me, he said, son, have you gone down far enough yet? And then he asked me, did I have any idea of what I was doing to myself? And I had to come to grips with, I have, you know, fallen on my sword. Uh... That I had to change. Well, George, I still you didn't know. understand. I Go still ahead. didn't understand the root root of what my issue was. Hmm. At that time, I still didn't know. I was free falling from life, and I didn't know why. I couldn't understand why I would need the drug
1: uh-huh.
3: or the alcohol. It took me to get in some rooms with some people who had very similar issues. Uh, your life is unmanageable. You're, you're, you're in a recovery program, George. Can you, can you understand this now? And then after I told people my testimony, they began to tell me how damaged I was. Mm. So I think you have to come up with the concept, not on your own. Someone actually has to, uh, uh, tell, tell you after hearing your testimony,
2: is that what you is that what you have to is that what you're trying to accomplish to free indeed, uh, celebrate recovery? You know, those are kind of Christian-based programs, uh, a little bit slightly different mm-hmm. from AA.
3: It's absolutely different from AA because in AA, it's it's, it's teaching you uh, that this is a disease that you'll have to the day that you die, and just for today, uh, you're not going to pick up or use drugs. So you're going to hold on white-knuckled until tomorrow, and then you're going to repeat this cycle. But you're forever uh, a a drunk and an addict, and and that's not the truth. Uh, God tells us that we're more than conquerors, that we're above only and not beneath the head and not the tail. I choose to believe that. I choose to remember what that gentleman told me, that he was trying to take everything back that the devil tried to take from him. I, I took on another mindset uh, be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Which you see how I can take those scriptures and put them in place? Right. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that's what I needed. And then I had to see some people actually living free.
2: Mm, that's important.
3: That's so important. So important to have uh, uh, leaders and pastors and bishops who can tell you there is life after the fall. That with the help of God, eh, 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 who, who is the head of my life, I, I mean, uh, I had to learn to hear from God for myself. A bishop, it couldn't be my mother's God. It couldn't be my father's God. It had to be George's God. I had to make that connection and make it real.
2: It seemed like it moved you from a sense of hopelessness to, now nah, I really have hope.
3: I- You're saying it 100% correct. Uh, see, a lot of times people are uh, in these uh, uh, doldrums and in, in these scenarios, and the reason they can't pull themselves out of them is because they've never seen anybody do it, and they never uh, 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 truly have hope that it can be done.
2: Yeah, that's always been an encouraging thing for me when I, you know, like I said, I've had some aspect of PTSD, too, you know, being in the military as well. And when I see somebody else said that they were covered and, you know, I ask them, you know, how did you recover? I mean, how did you get to this? And it gives me a sense of... uh hope and say, if he can pull out, then I can pull out. And that's one of the, one of the good things about, you know, having someone else or being within a group like Free Indeed, that you have other people of like faith and also people that have like experiences, given an opportunity just to talk about not, you know, I'm just a, I'm a drunk and i will ever be a drunk, but hey. You know I was drunk, you know it's like the old saying I once was lost, but now I'm found and I'm, I'm, I'm walking I'm walking out I'm walking out of this addiction
3: amen that that that's that's the whole truth, nothing but the truth there bishop uh this is what has to happen uh they have to have the opportunity to actually vocalize the same way that they were vocalizing they were drunk now you vocalize that I am free that that's my past. It was BC before Christ. I'm going to tell everything. I'm going to go ahead and make it so the devil doesn't beat me down with this anymore. I don't have any more regret. I don't have anything. It's true. It's true. I fell on my sword. It's true. It's true that uh, I fell to those lows, but look at God. He's restored me. I'm recovering everything. The devil tried to steal from me. I, I I I'm now upright. I'm i now uh, a Christian citizen. I I I'm a citizen in my community. I, I pay taxes, I I do everything like everyone else. God has restored me. Uh uh I, have, I own cars and I uh have a condo. I uh, God is good, he's he's real, he he showed up. I'm so glad that God led me to the angels uh who uh teach this ministry of recovery. Uh so that I can learn to recover myself and I've made it uh just my lifestyle to uh teach anybody and everybody else who wants to know how to recover.
2: Well but I think you have one of, to
3: start at the re-
2: Yeah. you know, I, I had to let people know also as well that sometimes one of the kick you know, side I guess one of the disadvantages is that's because if you deal with church rehab or Christian rehab sometimes, that you have to make sure you kind of avoid, you know, faulty, the- you know, theoretical and theological stances, because that could be something, you know, could be on the negative side. But hopefully you find one Absolutely. that, I guess, you know, non-denominational, that it's not someone trying to teach a religion, but just teaching recovery. I think that's the key. Wouldn't you agree?
3: Let, I agree. Let's First of all, let's do it this way. At pre-indeed, there is no rank structure, there is no uh, 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 pastor, bishop, uh, 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 okay, all those titles are thrown out the window, because none, none of those are really going to get us where we're going right now. What you want to do is you want to hear someone's testimony, and after they get through talking, uh, like it happened to me, the guy called the guy pastor, and I was like, What? Uh, um, so, if you come in there with your. There's some rules and guidelines now. We lay that down in the first five minutes. Uh, you won't be throwing off on people. You won't be telling somebody else's testimony.
2: Wow. Okay, What's, well, that's what good.
3: What goes on here? Yeah, what goes on here stays here. There's some anonymity that's, that's there.
2: Okay, well, feel that's great. Hmm. well, that's free. What, hmm. That's what we want to do. We want people to feel free a lot of, the line is open. You'd like to call in with a question or comments. Uh, I'm Pastor Ken Jones, broadcasting to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Stay tuned for our final segment. <laughs>
1: Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults. Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern. where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. Podcasts and transcripts of The Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, Hope, and Support for Caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com.
2: I'm Pastor Ken Jones, and this is the Life Cycle coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and we just we appreciate you for hopefully that what we share today uh, has been a blessing, and been some knowledge for you to uh, really take back with you, and maybe you know someone dealing with addiction, and uh, maybe you may be dealing with addiction, and and hopefully this message. that put you in a place to gain some knowledge. And, uh, you know, Bishop, uh, can you take the last couple of minutes to talk about uh, any comments about Free Indeed and maybe how people can reach you and, uh, you know, something that we may encourage someone to come uh, to a Free Indeed session.
3: Amen. Well, listen, I implore anyone at the sound of my voice, uh, and I dare you to come with your hurts, hang-ups, and habits to free indeed uh, practical living ministries 2050 old bridge road on Thursdays we start at 7 p.m and there will be an unlocking of someone some situation it happens every Thursday I live enough a uh, guy shows up uh, um, and it doesn't just have to be a uh, 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 Drugs, sex, and alcohol, there's some other hang-ups too that that, that can get dealt with. Um, you know, uh, sometimes folks steal, sometimes folk lie, sometimes folk uh, are into porn. Uh, anything that's on the table that you want out of your life, that you want deliverance from, can be done there and indeed. And, and that's I think, uh,
2: I think that's it. Well, you know, just, just to verify the uh, clarify the the address. It's 2050 Old Bridge Road, uh, Suite uh, B1, and it's in Woodbridge, Virginia. So definitely, if you're uh-huh. uh, if you're in the area and 7:30 uh, uh, on Thursday, definitely that the door will be open and the opportunity to share will be given and hopefully the opportunities you could take to listen to other people, discuss how how they're going through and how they're making it through will be encouraging to you. Uh, So we want to, like I said, continue to encourage you. We we look at, uh, sometimes people may fail sometimes in terms of recovery because, uh, you know, lack of willingness to see it through Sometimes people fail in their recovery because they're ambivalent about getting, you know, getting recovered. Sometimes we see people quit because they don't see how, uh, you know, this is benefiting their life. Uh, the other thing that people may, you know, fail to recover because of lingering uh, lingering communication with other people. A ling- you, know, ling- you know, lingering association with other people. And so this is why sometimes people fail in recovery. Uh, sometimes people they have low self-esteem uh, because mm-hmm. they those so see themselves being victorious, uh, and they they got to have you got to got develop a will, right? Uh, you know, Bishop That's, Joe, got to a will. it is, it,
1: it,
3: it, it, and others give you strength too when they commend you. Uh, it's a process. While you're being mm-hmm. processed, people need to speak things over you that are uh, edify. Uh, yeah, indeed endeavors to do that.
2: And I think the most important thing is that people need to come with a realistic expectation too, as well. Don't try to come in with some unrealistic expectation that you are just gonna talk it out. You know, you got to walk it out, not just talk it out.
3: Well, the beauty of it is, once you begin talking it out, uh, you now get the legs up under you to walk it out.
2: Well, so it takes a little bit of both, talking and uh, and walking. It. Well, uh, Amen. Thank. You know, Thank you Bishop George, uh, big fan for being on our show today. I appreciate you for we' glad to get you back to talk some more about uh this aspect of addiction i think especially uh you know in the near future so I really appreciate what you shared. I thank you for being transparent you know concerning your situation, concerning your life, and hopefully what you've said will give people a sense of hope and uh and give people a sense of a uh, you know that hey, I, I can I can beat this thing. I can recover. So I appreciate for you tuning in today. I'm Pastor Ken Jones. Thank you, Bishop George Thigpen. And this is Life Cycle coming to you from the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a blessed week.
0: This has been Life Cycle with your host, Pastor Ken Jones. If you're trying to manage your life cycle, be it with relationships, grief, or marriage, tune in to Pastor Ken Jones' Life Cycle.
1: You've been listening to the BBM Global Network.